what's up, guys? This is Wendy, and I'm the newest member of the Freestyle Club. Warning, warning, warning. The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. I'm truly excited about this one, but joining me, we got the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? And joining us this week, one of my favorite artists of all time. We go back 20 years. Wendy, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, I got to ask that important question. Are you ready? Yes. How does it feel to tape breasts? Oh, Oh my. I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. So we go back to the first artistic uh, record release party. And uh, Wendy is there to perform. And instead of her performing, she's stuck in a bathroom with a recording artist taping her breasts that she had just recently done with duct tape because the nipples were pointing in the opposite direction. Remember that? Oh, my God. I don't remember all the details, but I do remember the tape. I do remember the tape. How do you? Well, Xavier remembers a lot of the details. Were you there? I was there. Yes, I was the host. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, is that the same day that I that I busted my ass at your mom's house? Uh, no, that's a different day. That was a second story that we were going to talk about. <laughs> so uh, we were going to the final goodbye for the group Vocal Image at a bar that smelled like piss. Remember that? <laughs> Dimly lit, lots of smoke. Yes, I remember. <laughs> it was a it was a smelly, pissy bar that smelled like piss and shit. And that was the last night uh, of Vocal Image performing as a group. And they had this like bodega window as they passed by. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yes, not, I remember that. Not only that, they had like a, a old rug. You know what I mean? With cat litter on top of it. You know, so, what a classy place. <laughs> And so before we got to the show, we were leaving my house and uh, Wendy had these three steps to go down and she kind of, <laughs> she did the Undertaker tombstone pile driver on herself and, <laughs> and she landed knees first. It was horrible. I, it was, I, your mom was the best. Your mom fixed me up and... <laughs> I love your reaction. I love uh, the, the cursing uh, because <laughs> if you may not know Freestyle Club, Wendy is the best cursor in the world. Oh my God. Oh, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. It's the it's the Italian in me. She could throw the f bomb like no other, you know. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll we'll be blessed with a couple of f bombs during the show. <laughs> what the fuck? No. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is the Freestyle Club. She's here. She's here. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> You are back, and I'm so proud to have you back in 2018. You got a brand new song. And yes. It's with, yes. The, it's with the Santana Twins, and it's called yep. If I Tell You. If I tell you what you wanted me to say. If I tell you. How did you connect with the Santana Twins? Actually, I reached out to them at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I, I've been really tied up with with um, my son's career. So I kind of put myself on the back burner and um, I was just I was just dying to do another song. So I um, I had heard I think it was I think it was Nick Cologne stuff that I heard. And um, I saw that the, the twins had produced for him. So I reached out to them because I had never met them before. And I said, hey, you know. Um, I haven't done a song in a while. Um, I was interested in doing one. You know, would you guys want to work with me? And they they were they were completely about it. And um, I went to New York. I, I met with them, and it was just it was just a, a really awesome experience. They they sent they this is the first song that I recorded that I didn't write. So they had actually sent me um, you know the song and said you know what do you think of it? And I, I fell in love with it. So. Um, that's how I linked up with them. Who wrote the song? Um, they wrote the song. The Time Twins can write? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That sounded kind of oh, bad. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then it's like they're sitting there with uh, two rocks. A rock and a chisel. Oh my god, I'm I'm staying neutral. I'm staying neutral right now. <laughs> me, you, Planet Rugby, no. Oh my god. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I know it's all in good fun, and you know, you guys, are, everybody, you know, knows everybody. They um they were they were really really great to work with. Like all joking aside, they were great, really great to work with, and very professional, and um just a really good combination of minds and creativity working together and um so much laughter we had to stop a lot i mean i once i get going i can't stop laughing and i've known <laughs> you all these years man that that's um one of the coolest laughs i've ever heard unique thank you thank you <laughs> now how do you feel about having your own song written by someone else and everyone's playing it it's a it's a really it's a good feeling but it's it's different because I think when when you um, when you sing a song that somebody else wrote, you kind of have to, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes and and try to put yourself in that um, in that storyline so you can feel what you're singing. And so that that was a little different for me because you, not that I always write from experience, but I think when when you write from you know from your point of view of, of certain situations you're going to feel what you sing. So with singing something that somebody else wrote for, for me in particular has, has been a, a little bit different, but it was, it was a, a, a great experience. I would definitely, um, you know, record a song again that somebody else wrote without, without a, without a problem. But um, it, it just was different. It was just different, but, but good in the, in the end. Do you want to finally have that Wendy album? I, I think I do. I think I do. Um, and there, there's some there's some things in the works that I I, I can't really say, but um, what I will say is that this won't be the only new song that you hear from me. The more that we get from you, the less I have to play of other people that are not as talented. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's great because if ever there was an artist that was long overdue for an album, I, I think Wendy will be in the top two. Thank you, thank no, I mean, you. I'm just looking at your catalog. I'm like, I remember that song. I remember that song. But it's all, you know, on that compilation. It's on the B side of a vinyl. I'm like, why don't she have her own shit? You know what I'm saying? It's long yeah. overdue. You know what it was? I, I think, you know, a, a big part of um, of the, of me doing the music, like back in the day, like I wasn't under management. I, I wasn't under a booking agency. <clears throat> like the shows that I did, you know, either, you know, Willie got them for me or people booked through me. And I, I think, you know, my career would have went a lot further had I, I been, you know, more on top of it and, and pursued it more to find the right people to work with. Um, and unfortunately I didn't do that. And then, you know, it kind of died down a little Well, I, where I live freestyle kind of died down a little bit. So for me, um, like when I listened to your station and stuff like that, like I, I hear stuff that I've never even heard before. I'm thinking like, who the hell is this? And what the hell is that song? And, and it's all like new stuff. And I'm thinking like, I don't even know these people. And then I'm thinking like, wait a minute, am I just old? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's, it's crazy. But I mean, I, I really think that, you know, had things been different back in the day, I, I definitely think I would have had an album. Um, I definitely would have done more music, but you know, things happen for a reason and, and, you know, timing is everything. And I think that now that my son is situated and, and he's established, you know, now I have time to focus on me and do more music. Yeah, I definitely understand because, you know, being a single father myself, sometimes you have to push your own aspirations and your own dreams aside to make sure that they get a great start in life. So Absolutely. I, I can definitely understand that. Big kudos to both of you. As I stand here listening to you both, and I think about the accomplishments that both of you have. Raphael just finished fame for his son's college. Like, he paid it cash, you know what I mean? And that's something to be really, really proud of. And you, Wendy Scanlon, braha. I can't believe you remember that after all these years. That is so crazy. <laughs> I remember your Jewish name, woman. Oh, my God. That is so funny. So, if Raphael, if you don't know, if anybody doesn't know, my mom is Jewish and Italian. So, I was forced to go to Hebrew school when I was, when I was a teenager. And, like, when you go to Hebrew school, they give you a Hebrew name. And yeah. the fact that you remembered that, and I think I even wrote in Hebrew for you the one time. Do you remember? I do remember. I still have it. No way. Yes. <laughs> no Brooklyn, so way. I know all about the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. There, there are people. There are people that come into your life that you never forget. I keep a lot of the memories that we had and we shared 20 years ago very deep inside me, and I keep little trinkets and memorabilia. And I'm um, the same way. I'm yeah. the same way. But what I wanted to okay. say is that. 
I gotta compliment Raphael for being the father that he is and taking care of business. You know, I don't. I know he doesn't deserve a a parade or anything like that because he's the type of man. Why not, dude? Wait, hold on <laughs> a second. No. He's he's the type of man that says this is my responsibility and this is what I gotta do. And so, right. the same thing with you. You know, you you came to New England, you became pregnant, and then you became uh, mommy mode, and and yeah. you became mommy Wendy, and so. You did put your career on the side, um, and and you raised a, a great son. Uh, you have a beautiful daughter, and um, you know you've been the yeah. single parent, really doing great things. And your son is a superstar now in the field of EDM, and uh, Slushy yeah. is just killing it right now. It's insane. It's like it's 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 so surreal and so like it's one of those things that there's absolutely nothing that you could ever do in your life to prepare you for the level of fame that, that any, not just, not, not just your child, but, but anyone that's, that's close to you or related to you. And, you know, it's just, I, I sacrificed so much for my, for my kids, for both of my kids. And, you know, and the best feeling in the world is when your kids are old enough to sit, sit down and have a heart to heart with you and say, you know what, I love you so much and thank you so much for always supporting me and, and thank you for sacrificing and thank you for not doing this so I could do this. And, you know, when, when you're starting out doing what he does, it's, it's very expensive. It's very, I mean, you know how CD, CDJs, when you're a single parent and, and, you know, you have bills to pay, you know, tossing out those kind of thousands is not really, you know, your top priority, but it becomes your top priority and you, and you make it work. And, you know, we were talking, um, we talk, he calls me all the time and we talk and I, I love the fact that even though he lives in Hollywood and he's not living at home, you know, he's just so appreciative and he tells me all the time, like, I love you so much and thank you so much for everything that you do for me. And, um, you know, I celebrate mother's day. I celebrate father's day. And I know a lot of people talk shit and say, Oh, you know, it's not for the mothers, but you know what, when my, when my son tells me happy father's day, mom, I'll take it. I'll take it all day. And, you know, it's just, it's really amazing to see the man that he's, that he's become and grown into. And, and he's just so, so humble and hasn't changed at all. And he works with, I mean, he works with some of the biggest names in the business and it hasn't changed him at all. And, you know, when you, when you meet people in the business and they're like, oh, you're Slushy's mom, oh, your son is awesome, or he's so humble. And it's, you know, you have to pat yourself on the back and, and, and say, you know what, everything that I sacrificed was absolutely worth it. I love the story of Slushy, the demos that you would send me. Hey, what do you think? I remember telling you, this kid's going to be a star. And, and man, it didn't take long because I said that. And I think a year later, he was just doing so much, so many amazing pieces of work that he just <laughs> blew up. But for me, when I saw the picture with him on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people, and he's just... 50,000 people. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> that was crazy. I saw that picture. Because recently he was attacked and the way he handled that, he schooled an old school EDM artist on how to treat people. And I, I was very, very proud of him in the way that he yeah, handled me himself. Me too. And and you know what? The, the, I'll tell you what, that actually ended up on billboard.com and I was like floored. And you know what? The, when I saw how many of Dead Mouse's fans were saying to, to Dead Mouse, like, yo, that's not cool. Like, you know, we like your music, but that like you went, you went too far with it. And, and he ended up like a gentleman, but what I wanted to tell you was that that picture that you saw with us on stage and that, that was in California when I went out there. Um, it was the, it was like that moment was like one of like the most unbelievable mommy moments of my life. Because when I go, I don't stand in the, in the crowd because it's just a little too wild for me. So I like stand side stage and I, I watch the show and, um, you know, um, there's just so many people. And all of a sudden I hear, Hey mom, come here. And I'm thinking like, Oh my God, I'm going to just pretend like I didn't hear that because there's too many people. And he's like, he's like, Hey guys, he's like, I brought my mom here. He's like, say hi to mama slush. And then I wake up the next day and my Instagram is like flooded with followers. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it like, it's just, it, it, that's when it really, it, it really like sinks in and you're just like, holy shit, this is crazy. You have some young like, kids is, like, yo, Mama Slush, what's up? Yo, hitting you. He's they be sliding into your DMs. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. I have, I have people that, that, that message me because I don't, I don't add his, his fans on my on my uh, Facebook, I let them go on my Instagram because I have pictures of him when he was a baby and like they, they love that kind of stuff. 
But I have people that will message me like, thank you so much for giving birth to such an amazing human being. I'm thinking like, <laughs> no, nobody ever thanked me for giving birth. Not like, like who does that? And it's, it's, it's just really nice. And then when I, when I see people that, you know, people that message me um, from different countries that, and they're like, oh, I, I love him so much. He's such a great person. I met him. He's so nice. I'm just like, that is awesome. And, and, you know, he, he tells me all the time, like, he's like, I have the same heart that you have. And I'm like, I know you do. I know you do because, you know, he's, he's just a really genuinely caring, good hearted kid. I mean, this is a kid that like two months ago, the principal of his high school that he graduated from text him just to say, Hey, you know, just wanted to let you know that we're all following your career and we're so proud of you. And he actually just went and spoke at his old high school, um, on Columbus day, they, the teachers had like an in-service and, um, they, they brought him out and it was just, it was amazing. Amazing. Subscribe to the freestyle club podcast, the unknown and cprsmusic.com. Now let's go back to the origins. How did you connect with artistic recordings? Cause the first time that I met you was through artistic and when you were going to be featured on freestyle parade volume one. Right before I met Willie, um, yeah, I was, I was into freestyle heavy. Like I loved freestyle and he was doing a show. I forget. It was some club. I think it was in Philly or Jersey. And I was in the ladies room and I was singing, you know, cause I, that, that's just my thing. I sing all the time and the acoustics are great. So somebody ran and grabbed him and said, you have to hear this girl sing. Um, so he comes into the, he comes into the ladies room and that, that's pretty much where I, my first pre-audition for artistic was. <laughs> in the ladies room? I, yep. I, I sang to him in the ladies room. When you sang to him in the ladies room, what did he say? He was like, he, I, I think that he was pretty surprised. And that's when, you know, we, we switched information. And then I went and, and I auditioned for the label um, up in New York. And um, I was the first female signed to Artistic. So that's awesome. And it was great. It was it was such a great time. Like, I used to be in the studio for hours with him. Like, I, I love the whole the whole technical part of, of production because, I, like, I don't know how to do it. So to watch somebody else you know, be creative in what they do is just so interesting to me that I, I, I would be, I was like a studio rat. I would just hang out and watch and watch and watch and watch. And it, and it was, it was amazing. I fell in love when I heard I know, and I know you know this, right? Because uh, I, I was I, I was on the radio at, at 103.5, and and when I heard you, uh, you were my main focus. I, I needed to play your song every hour on the hour. I, I needed to promote you. I needed people to hear you, and um, I, I just needed to know who you were. And when I got to meet you for the first time, I was so uh, happy about the fact that uh, we hit it off immediately, and uh, absolutely, and we were able to just uh, just. Just uh, just hit it off and, and have a great time with everything. And once once uh, I got your song, man, it was over and done with because all I did was play that song. And I'm so glad that Willie Valentine thought of me when he came up with the extended version. the break for I know the extended version that version is dedicated to me because I love that song so much and I love that break so much that they extended it for me on the vinyl that's awesome that's so awesome I know it sounds like this is uh, about me but uh, I'm not trying to be conceited <laughs> <clears throat> No, I, you're good. I'm actually giving factual information. I'm not making things up. Do you even have a copy of your vinyl still? I do. It's hanging on my wall in my living room. 
Oh, nice. My kids used to always joke and be like, what are you going to play that on? We don't have a record player. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, it's in a frame for a reason. It's rare because we talk to so many artists and they don't even have a, a copy of their own vinyl and, it, and it's kind of sad. I only have I Want You Back. I don't even have I Know. I don't even have it. And and I have I Want You Back because a fan back when, the, remember the freestyle message boards? And I feel like a dipshit for not remembering, but I had said something and they were like, oh, I have a copy. I'll send it to you. I was like, yes. So that's how I have a copy of, of I Want You Back. <laughs> so you don't even have a I Know or um, Pray For Love? Oh, I have Pray For The Love. <laughs> uh, you don't sound happy about that one. <laughs> nah, I mean, like, again, another great another great recording experience, but not a fan of the song at all. I have a test press, a vinyl of I Know, so um, I may have to send you one. Oh, my God, that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. People have asked me to sell them my copies of the artistic catalog, and I humbly declined. That's that's just my catalog. That's the beginning of my DJ career because it was artistic who pushed me to be a better on-air personality, and it was artists like you who pushed me to want to continue to do this music because of the quality of a voice and product that was released at that time. Probably one of the reasons why people still hate me to this day, because <laughs> people say, oh, you know, CPR is, you know, is all about artistic. I'm like, no, I'm all about quality. And if you have the same quality, then I'll be about you too. But at that time, <laughs> you, you know this for a fact, because you were in New England for like 20 minutes, right? <laughs> you remember all the garbage that people were peddling from here, right? I, I don't. I don't want to say it was garbage. I would. I would say a lot of it wasn't, wasn't my um, trash. You could say it. You could say my it. Type of, type of stuff. <laughs> um, no, every, everybody. Everybody is creative in their own way, and 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 when they put stuff out, they like you know. But but I can say honestly. I mean, there's been stuff that I've done that I'm like, oh my god, like that song actually came out. Like it, like. Just stuff that that if I could do it over again, I would I would get people's opinions that weren't related to me that are going to tell me what I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because what, I just I just pray for the love. But that was that wasn't freestyle, was it? That was more house. No, that was more like like house. I that guess was, yeah. that was her rebellious years. That was I didn't get my fucking album, so I'm gonna go do this now. Shit. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And we see where that got me. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you put bad energy out, you get bad energy back, right? There, there, oh my god. There was a lot of frustration back then because people didn't know the inner workings of a record label. I didn't know. You didn't know. You know, Angel Mana didn't know because we had conversations. I'm almost died in his fucking Chevy Chevelle because he was pissed off about not... Oh, my God. Remember that little fucking little troll car that he had and shit? You know? Mm -hmm. and, and so we were sitting there and in, in short terms, you know, we almost got into like four or five crashes because, you know, my boy Angel Ben is very passionate. But back then, we were just kids that didn't know anything about the business. I thought I was going to be a superstar DJ and it all turned out to be true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We all, no, we all thought we were going to make millions. You know, we all thought we were going to be like these Grammy Award winning, you know. We did. And, but, and, and, we, and we really believed that. We did. And, and, you know, I look back to the beginnings of everything. And even though you don't, you don't sing, you, you were so much a part of artistic, you know, as much as we were. You know what I mean? Like, like you, were, you were just as big of an influence and a part of, of the beginning that, that we all were. And I'm honored. I really am. Because that's, you know, that's all I ever wanted for our music was for people to pick up that same type of quality, the same type of artist. Nobody can fuck or mess with the artistic recordings roster. I'm sorry. It didn't happen back then. It can't happen now. You have Wendy. You have Marisol. Rosemary Lopez, who was there for a cup of coffee. You know, to Cynthia Figueroa, <laughs> Janine Garcia. I love Cynthia. I love Cynthia. That oh my god! Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm gonna pause you real quick. I am so picky when it comes to to artists, and she's one of my top three favorite of all time female freestyle singers. I, I love her uh, and Marisol. The Princess of Style, Cynthia Figueroa, is my nickname for her, and the greatest voice to ever come out of New England, Marisol, is my moniker for her.
on Freestyle Parade Volume Number Two, The Art of Dance, the greatest freestyle compilation of all time when it comes to freestyle. You were part of that compilation and you recorded a song called I Want You Back. Now, how yes. was it different recording I Want You Back from I Know? Um I don't I don't know that it, that it was too much that it was too too different than the first recording. It was just, you know, the the hype of and all the excitement from, you know, finally doing what I wanted to do. I was just in go mode. So, you know, there really wasn't a difference with with recording except for maybe like more excitement. Now, did you have a nice load of confidence after getting positive reviews across the board for I know and then now here comes your second single and did you feel that pressure of trying to top it absolutely absolutely i mean getting getting the feedback was awesome because you know growing up i would do i would go go do like open mic nights or do karaoke or whatever and people would, would always say oh you, you have a really good voice and you know to, to hear freestyle fans that listen to the same stuff that i listen to have such great feedback was amazing so yeah i think there was a, there was a little bit of pressure um to do a follow-up song that was that was gonna you know be received as well as the first one and luckily it was um but yeah so the, it, there was a little bit of pressure but but i think everything came out really well in the end my favorite part about i want you back is the fact that every time you performed it you signaled <laughs> sweet chin music like Shawn michaels like you were gonna go for a super kick because every time that you hit that part where you hit the high note, you will smack the shit out of your leg. And so I'm like, is she going for a super kick? All I know is that at that time, your significant other, every time you sang that song and you smacked your leg, he would duck because he thought you were going to kick him. <laughs> He's seen that move before and he knew what was coming. Yeah, he's just mm -hmm. Went for sweet chin music again. Ah! He got it! <laughs> and it's so funny because you say that and i can picture i would i would slap my thigh hard as hell and put my arm up like yes here it comes <laughs> yes. i love that i love that i still remember vividly i got i got video i gotta put up of some of your performances yes. that would be awesome and, and the funny thing is i still i still do the same move that's after good. all these years that, that's a that's a wendy trademark she's going for sweet chin music it's my signature move. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, why did you why did you walk away from artistic? What was it about, you know, that that situation that it made you walk away? Um, I don't think it's that I walked away. I think it just, you know, life gets complicated. Um, you know, when when you you're a parent and, you know, freestyle was was never my full time job. It was like it was my passion, and I don't want to say it was a hobby. But it was like my my really exciting, fun part time job. And, you know, again, you have kids and, you know, your priorities change. And, you know, and at that point, I think I was I was living in Jersey and, you know, Willie's in, in New York. And um, I just kind of got wrapped up in soccer practice and dance class and this and that. And, you know, that takes precedence over everything. So, um I think that's really how we kind of parted ways. It wasn't on, it was, it was never on bad terms. Like I'm there. I, I love them dearly, Willie and, and Cynthia. And, and, um, you know, I have, you know, we're still friends, all of us. Um, it's just, you know, people take different paths in life and, you know, I switched careers. I, I was in, in the IT field and then I went into the, cos went into, um, I work in a salon now. So I, I went to, back to school for cosmetology and and that was you know that was my life for for quite some time and that was pretty much how it happened what was your biggest frustration with our music with our freestyle music, freestyle music in general yeah what was your biggest with poker <laughs> watch you drop this list let me get this list here uh let me i've been i've been compiling a list since 1997 let me just tell you right now <laughs> item number one <laughs> I think my, my biggest frustration, um, my biggest frustration, I think even now, and this is, isn't meant to, you know, make anybody feel bad or whatever, but I just don't think just like I would never attempt to do heart surgery on somebody because I'm not a skilled doctor. 
some people should not be singing point blank and you know i always say like if this person went on the on the voice or if they went on america's got talent they would get booed off in a second because they can't sing and then i look at the other the other aspect of it where i've talked to people and they'd be like oh do you like this song and i'm like uh not really and they're like what 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 don't you like about it the beat is great i'm like yeah the beat is great but the vocals are shit you know what I'm saying? So my frustration was, you know, people playing all, all this new stuff. And I'm thinking like, my God, like who's telling them that this is the right career for them? You know what I'm saying? I, think I get it. social media is now. You know, I think that everybody records a song with their Casio keyboard and they put it up on Facebook and he, they get one like or a bendito spin. People are like, oh, my God, it's great. Everything in freestyle is great. Have you have you heard all those songs with the Planet Rock beat? Oh, my God, yes. Every week there's two or three that are released. I, I just I just heard two new ones that just got released. And I'm well, like, you know what cracks me up? This is what cracks me up. You know, we're, we're how many years past the beginning of, of beginning of freestyle? And I hear songs now that are supposedly new songs that are just coming out. And I'm thinking, like, this shit wouldn't have been hot 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> it sounds dated like it, like it was made 20 years ago, but it just came out 20 minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? What happened was, Wendy, is that talented artists like you became employed, had children, and left the business. And all the fillers... All the people that are filling out those crappy compilations that Hot Productions put out, those became oh my those became those became the main artists. So those are the people releasing stuff now because they took the spots of the people that you know went to do other interesting things with their lives. So they felt like now it's my chance to call up to the top and take this place and people to see me the same way that they saw Wendy at one time and. Of course, it doesn't work, but social media now allows them to be out there in the ether and people be like, you're just as good. You're just as great. These are all filler artists that would have never seen the light of day or gotten a spin. And it's a shame because you know what? Like, like I, I hate to make somebody feel like shit for loving what they do. I don't. I just. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing now, you know especially in the position that I'm in with, with my son and, and I see that, and I see how people are just for no reason. You know what I'm saying? People, it doesn't make a difference how good of a person you are or, 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 or anything like that. You know, some people just have no life and nothing better to do with themselves and their free time than to, than just, just to be negative. And that's why, you know, a lot of times I, I hear a lot. I hear, I trust me, anything that's been said on a freestyle show about anybody, myself included, I've heard. But, you know, to react to it, I think is just so it, it's it, it takes too much energy to, to react to, ne to negativity. And that's why, you know, I have stayed out of out of, you know, everybody's, you know, the, the public eye for a long time with with music or, or anything else other than just my personal life just you know bullshit stuff on 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 facebook because you know it, it's just it's out of hand and it's out of control and you know i'm 42 years old like the last thing that i want to do is be gossiping or arguing with somebody over something that is completely irrelevant to me you know what i mean yeah i think that you know when i speak to people and i want to speak to them about their talent and their music they take it personal to the point where they want to get personal because I, I don't, I don't attack their family. I don't attack them personally. I just attack their lack of talent and their bad music, but then they, <laughs> then they take it personal, you know, and then they want to go on social media and start talking about private things that have nothing to right. do with the fact that they don't have any talent, you know, and even the talented people get into that, that groove because they got nothing better else to do, you know? And, it, it is right. an unfortunate thing because we should be celebrating each other more as we used to do, you know, 20 years ago. If if somebody got played on the radio, we, we would be happy. Remember, we were all traveling groups. You would come. Yes. Here, you would come here and you would be with Lorenzo Delon, Willie Valentine, the whole New York crew. You would just be, you know, just going to these shows and trying to prove yourselves and singing your asses off. And it was fun. It, it was like it was like a family vacation every single time. Like it was just everybody was cool and if and if there was a little bit of bad blood between people like you know nine times that it's out of ten things didn't get out of hand you know what i'm saying and, and, and we just we just enjoyed life and we lived and we had fun and that's why i have so many amazing memories you know i i have 
just like you, I mean, I have scrapbooks with old flyers and, and pictures and, and just so many things that, that I can look back on and say, you know, that was a really great time in my life. And I'm really glad that I got that experience and that it happened. You know what I mean? Even, even, even the negative stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, people that I was in contact with, I'm not going to name names. I think that everybody comes into your life for a reason and everybody has a purpose in your life, um, either in it or, or out of it. And, you know, life is one big learning experience and, I'm at a place in my life where I am so at peace with my life and everything in it that, you know, if, if more people would, would let negativity just roll off the shoulder and say, you know what, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm not going to feed into it. it. It'd be a lot better. And that rolls into all the bad music too, because there, there has to come up to a point in time where, where people just get real and say, you know what, let me, do, let's just sit down and talk for a second. You know, you're a great person. You're, you're, you know, you're, you have a lovely personality, you know, whatever, but maybe this isn't what you should be doing because at the end of the day, you either have people that are, that are loving the music for the, just the, the beat aspect of it. And then they're talking shit about them behind their back. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, I'll be the first, I'll be the first one to say this. I've talked shit about plenty of people. It's, you know, it, it's no, not you. Not, no, I, I, no, I have. And you know what? Is it something that I'm proud of? Absolutely not. Have I said things, you know, in public that that were private that, that should have remained private? Absolutely. And and I'm a, a, a woman enough to to admit that, you know, there's a couple artists that I do not get along with. And for no really no particular reason, I just, you know, just don't. And and I and I and I've said things that have probably hurt people and everything like that. But you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is is learn from your experiences and better yourself. And if you if you learn from your experiences, it's it's never anything to regret. And that's what that's that's what I've learned in in my my years of being alive. Honestly, from my perspective, I, I'll, I'll say that that you know, no matter what it is, if it's a DJ, if it's an artist, if it's a producer, you're gonna have. Those that are good and are, and are talented, and you're gonna have those that are trying it out as a hobby or trying to fulfill a dream that really don't belong there. But you know what? It's up to the fans to decide who makes it in the genre. You know, yeah, it's sure. the fans who decide which DJ they're gonna get behind, which artist they're gonna get behind, what album they're gonna buy. And it to me, it's like I'm. It's like I get a a, a seizure in my head trying to <laughs> trying to make sense of how is it that you have like a Carlos Burials, that double CD compilation or, or, or Pompeo's compilation that didn't do as well as they should have. And then you have other compilations that people like just can't shut the fuck up about, you know, <laughs> that don't deserve a, a, mm. not even a thought, you know? How are they nice. leeching into their wallets for this? It's the irrelevant filler artists from back in the day who got these these people to believe that they were better than they really are. And those are the people that are supporting these artists now. If you had a song on a compilation and you were a filler artist back in 1997, people are now celebrating you in 2018 as if you were the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? There's, <laughs> there's an artist right now that looks like V for Vendetta. So because that guy was in a group 23 years ago that was a subpar group of a subpar group that was a filler in an album. They're being celebrated now in 2018 as if they're like the next coming. We spoke in episode one with Angel Mena and I said, listen, freestyle has had its droughts. It's moments of droughts where you can go a couple years and, and you're lucky if you got enough songs to fill, you know, an, uh, an EP, right? Maybe two or three songs in those five years. And I can understand why radio stations and DJs and fans will get excited at whatever comes out. You know, something is better than nothing attitude, right? You have mm -hmm. to have that when there's nothing out there. But this year, we've had so many songs, so many good songs. Yeah. And people yeah. still gravitate. To, uh, you know, I, I can't, man. It's, I get exhausted just thinking about it. it. It doesn't make sense. When when there's no music, okay, I understand you're getting behind it, people pumping up whatever comes up because it's something to get excited about. But when you have good stuff, well, that's the stuff that, that should be, you know, promoted. That's the stuff that should be pushed. Not right. putting stuff on a countdown or, 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 or blasting it all over social media like it's the next coming. And I'm like, no, what? dude, uh, we're not talking about all the other good songs that came out this year. Yeah. Why aren't people begging, you know, Wendy to, to come out with something, you know, more? 
or, or Alisa B. No, well, why is nobody bugging I, her I'm to my, come out with her song? I'm on my fucking knees right now. Please, Alyssa. Please, Wendy. I, I'm going to call Johnson Enriquez. I just spoke to MG a few minutes ago. I'm like, y'all need to come out with something new. Like, it's, it's Let me tell you something. You know who needs to come out with something new? And her voice is absolutely insane. Insane, and I and I never I never saw her perform live ever until like I guess a month and a half ago when I was in New York. Friggin' Naomi, that woman, let me tell you, unbelievable. She yeah, she can still she's still um, freaking believable. Her voice is insane, insane, hands down. So yo, Santana twins, please reach out to Naomi. Somebody, Carlos Barrios, <laughs> Willie, Valentine, Jay Adams, somebody that can produce, please. I'll pay for it. <laughs> Oh, now you're gonna get calls, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> now you're speaking the right language. <laughs> um, I hope that you can divide the payments into seven. <laughs> the holidays are coming. So. <laughs> oh, oh, do you do you remember a bad show? Like a bad show? Like you were the best part of the whole night? Like did you ever perform at a show where it was like? What the fuck am I doing here? Oh, besides that that rinky-dink place you were talking about that smelled like piss? Um, <laughs> uh, Nothing but the best for artistic. <laughs> um, a bad show? Oh, no, not really a bad show, but I, I almost fell off the stage one time. <laughs> so you're saying you're clumsy is what you're saying? No, it, I think I think you were there. That was the show that... Maybe that, it's that, me. That... Maybe it's me. I, I make you slip and fall. You're a jinx. No, I'm checking. The so, denominator is Jose. Yeah. No, it was, it was the show, and you know what? Wait a minute. Where was it at? I think you were there. I think my dad was at that show. Oh my god, poor the, guy. I know, and but the stage was shaped like picture, like the letter T. So like like the, the the um the horizontal part was the back of the stage, and and the other part, you know, went out into the crowd. And I, for whatever reason, didn't realize I was in like the corner. And I almost like stepped on the people on the ground. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> but no, as as far as like a bad experience, like I mean, other than like like my oh my favorite is when the promoters are like, oh, we didn't make enough of the door. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you made at the door. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna be getting paid tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Not my problem. Exactly. Like, we'll pay you when the show's over. No, you'll pay me before the show starts. <laughs> yeah, or well, I'm going to burn the whole place down. I remember that. Burn it to the oh, Did I, I say that? And I ended up paying you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to take my mother hostage. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's ironic that you and I thought about the same episode at my house, like, one day oh. apart. Because one day before, I was thinking about you falling down the steps and landing on your knees. And... <laughs> Then the next day, you hit me up on Instagram. Remember that time where I'm like, damn, I was just thinking about the same incident. So, yes. And do you remember she didn't have rubbing alcohol, so she had to clean me up with, with Bacardi? <laughs> where There was plenty of that in the house. Yo. What's going on in that house? Yo. You shouldn't have the good old-fashioned Vicks. It had to be Bacardi. You know oh, what? But you what? were a champ. You you took you took that with with no issue. They they dropped it on your open wound, and you were like, yeah, whatever. Give me a drink. And then I was like, do you have another pair of stockings? Do you remember that? I'm like, do you need stockings? <laughs> My mom had everything. Your mom's the best. Actually, my favorite song, 99 and a Half with Niasia. Oh, yeah. That's I my mean, girl. That's to me, when I heard you sing that, I'm like, damn, she was made to sing that song. Because, you know, yeah. there's certain songs you shouldn't touch. You know, we all know that. There's classics that you just, but you, when you sang it, I'm like, oh, God damn, do another one. The crazy thing with, with 99 and a Half was for like a, a hot minute, me and Niasia both worked with um, Tasmania. And I had expressed an interest in wanting to do that song to Mike Ferrillo. And coincidentally, she had expressed the same interest, and that's how the song came about for us doing it together. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk. 
freestyle. Is there anything you want to touch on? Just, you know, the fact that I, I'm really appreciative that for all the years that I wasn't doing music, that the fans kept reaching out and reaching out and expressing, you know, a, a want for new music and and always just saying such nice things. And, you know, I, I put a lot of my life on social media, a lot of my personal life. And um, as much as I appreciate everybody you know, staying in contact and, and wanting to hear new music. The fact that every one of the fans that I have that follow me have followed the journey of my son as well. And that to me, like, is, is priceless. Like, it's so awesome to be able to share my music first. And now I'm sharing his music and getting so much great feedback and so much love for him too. So that's just awesome. And, you know, the fans are amazing with, with without them, there there'd be really no reason for me to do any, any more new music and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna apologize for waiting so long to put put something new out but hopefully it was worth the wait and everybody loves it and you know um thank you especially i mean you we've we've been friends for so long and and you've always been so great and you know always said such positive things and played my music and you know like I have to, you you have to take a lot of credit for for my career because you really, really, really paved the way for me. I mean, like like I give you a lot of credit for so many people hearing my stuff because you you loved it and you played it and and that's how people heard it. So big thank yous to you. Uh, Wendy, stop because you get to leave, but I got to deal with them for the rest of the you know podcast. <laughs> thank you very much, Wendy. I appreciate that. Welcome. You're welcome. Right, You're now, like- <laughs> right now, I'm extending my arms, and I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio in front of the boat. King of the <laughs> world! <laughs> well, Wendy, on behalf of all Freestyle fans, I accept the apology, but the way <laughs> that you can make it up to us is to come up with some more music in 2018 and 2019. Then, then you made amends. Absolutely. I can't wait to play the f- out of your new song, If I Tell You. And if I tell you, I'm going to be playing it every week. I tell you, I'm going to be playing it every week. Special shout out to the Santana Twins. Shout out to Cutting Records. Shout out to Freddie the Edit Rivera for the insane, insane dub remix. I finally heard it and it's awesome. And I um, just want to shout out, say, say what's up to my kids, Jules and Jordan. I love you guys. And big shout out to my bestie, 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 Marissa. That's like my sister. And she's been she like my, my she does hate your guts. I know she does hate my guts. True story, and I'll make it real quick. The way that I met her back in the day, we looked so much alike back in the day that I would go places and they'd be like, oh, what's up, Riss? And I'm thinking like, uh, that's not my name. And she was getting the same thing. And we finally, at a show one time, we finally met and we were like, oh my God, we do look alike. And we've been best friends ever since, since I, since I was like 17. This is Freestyle Club. With your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. So, Wendy, you talked about having new music and working with the Santana Twins and possibly having something else down the road. Are you going to be working with the Santana Twins again? Because you sound like you had a lot of fun working with them. Absolutely. Like, that was, hands down, one of the best recording experiences I ever had. Um you know, we all get along great. The chemistry is great. Like the creativity is insane. You know, I'm a goofball and they, they seem to not be bothered by how goofy I am when I'm there. So that's a good thing. But I, re- I, I like that they're so particular and that's, that's probably one of, aside from loving what they, their work, that's like one of the main reasons I would definitely keep working with them because they're just particular and it's not like, Oh, that's good enough. Let's move on to the next thing. They're, they're, they're as particular with the vocals as as the singer is and that that to me was was really important now did they feed you after you finished working because I, they keep putting out teases that they starve their artists until they oh get it right God. whenever i go to the studio i bring snacks with me but i bring enough for everybody so i'm i'm like a candyaholic i love like now and laters and like you know what i'm saying so i brought all this shit to the studio and they were like what and now mind you, I had um I had surgery last summer. I had I had weight loss surgery last summer. So the amount of food that I eat now is 
like so significantly smaller than than the average human being eats. So the big joke was that they they, they let me have two bugles while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope to hear more from you, for, especially Santana Twins, because those guys are rocking it. I don't know where they find the time, but uh, you know that's what freestyle needs: is good quality new releases right now. That in order to, for there to be a good 2019, 2020, and so on. Absolutely. And and you know what? And and they're particular and that's how, how more people need to be. They need to be, be particular with the artists they work with and what they put out and everything that I've heard from them, I've been really happy with. The Cologne song, Mike Remnant's song, like just really very, very happy with it. And then some some stuff that they they played for me, um, from other artists that they've worked with, just all I love all of it. Definitely, definitely my style. This is the Freestyle Club. Pick hit of the week. So my pick hit of the week is probably one of my favorite freestyle songs ever. And it's from my old label mate, Marisol, and it's Beginning of the End. your pick of the week normally i don't do this because i don't like cheesing up to our guests but i'm gonna pick if i tell you by wendy On our previous episode, we talked about Luis Marte and him being the only good song on a 17-song compilation, which is factual. One thing that I wanted to clear up was that the song was produced by Tenasi. The song was written by Luis Marte, and Luis Marte had a lot of input in the song to where he had creative control to get the quality to where it is to be the best song on the compilation. So congratulations going out to Luis Marte. He's my pick hit of the week with For All My Life. Girl, every time you need- Thank you so much, Wendy, for joining us this week on the Freestyle Club. Where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook under my real name, Wendy Scanlon. They can find me on Instagram. It's mama underscore slush. And, you know, for bookings or other, you know, contact info, they can just, for right now, they can, they can contact me through Facebook um, in the process of acquiring new management and a booking agent. Messaging me would be th- the best bet. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle.